You know, they call that butterfly effect. Little things lead to the modern world we live in now. All right, Grandma, World War One. true story. It was in the battle, one of the battles. I think it was, it was in, I think it was in Netherlands or somewhere, but this one, the Germans versus the English. The English were winning. One man, I forget his name right now. I should know the name for the story, but he came out and there was a German soldier right in front of him. He put up his gun to shoot the German soldier and the German soldier dropped his gun and put his hands up and said, don't shoot, don't shoot. And the guy said he couldn't bring himself to kill this man, this German in cold blood. So he put his gun down or he let the guy run away. That man was Adolf Hitler. <laughs> and that man kept Adolf Hitler throughout World War II kept that man's picture on his wall and said, because he said, it's destiny that I'm the leader of the Germans. And he would call that English guy like once a year and thank him. And the English guy, of course, didn't like being called. <laughs> yeah. So the question is, if you could go back in time, would you pull the trigger, Aaron? And you knew it was Adolf, Adolf Hitler. Hitler. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would have blown his head off. Didn't know who Adolf Hitler was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If right. I didn't know, then I would. No, say but I'm no. saying, knowing what you know now, if I, if I knew that was Hitler, I would shoot him yeah. in the heart. Okay, so here now I make this even more controversial. The guy who wrote the book Freakonomics, the professor, he said that the re only reason that crimes dropped is be he says the only reason crimes dropped is because abortion was legalized in the 1970s. And crime, you had a lot of crime in the 80s, and, and then all of a sudden dropped precipitously. And he said he's isolated all factors. It's because of abortion. Who has the most abortions? Young, at-risk women in poor areas. So the question is, if you're going to kill Adolf Hitler because he ends up becoming the master criminal, the master criminal of our time, do you agree that abortion should be legalized, knowing that <laughs> mostly the people, the high, it's, it's, that's a fact. No, but that's knowing, you don't know specific people. Of course. You're just saying, but, you, but this the, man. The question was with Hitler is like, if you know that's Hitler and you know everything. Yeah, but you don't, know. but as a cohort, you know, as an individual, you don't know, but as a cohort of but that's population. Percentages, so you're killing a bunch of innocent people. With shooting Adolf, you're not killing anyone okay. except because you know. But in war, Hitler. we go to war and kill cohorts of people. Knowing we're killing a lot of innocent people. Everywhere. World War II, we went to war. We went to war to kill Adolf. We went to war to, to defeat Nazi Germany. Knowing there's a ton of innocent children. In fact, one of the ways America won was dropping a lot of bombs on Berlin. Which dropped on our family's house. Grandma's family house. They knew. America knew. There's gonna be a, they dropped it on the general population. Well, look at Dresden. Yeah, yeah Dresden. Firebombed. They firebombed us. Japan, we yeah, dropped. Japan. Nagasaki. And, and Tokyo. They killed more people with firebombing yeah, in Tokyo firebomb. than with the... Yeah. So I guess my point is saying that the life is full of gray areas. And the reason I hate politics is because people make it black and white. But if you draw it down to one person being killed, like Adolf Hitler, for the greater good of mankind, people are like, sure. But it becomes more complicated when you talk about groups. Because that is more complicated, though. Because So let me ask you this question. Should we have dropped the bomb on Nagasaki 
in Japan. Nobody can But Nagasaki was not necessary anymore. Hiroshima then. Hiroshima. Hiroshima. That's a different story. But they didn't surrender Wait, was Hiroshima Nagasaki. first? There was no. a guy. Nagasaki, Nagasaki There was a guy. No, Hiroshima was the first one. Yeah, Nagasaki is the one you're saying that didn't need. But Hiroshima, right. there was yeah. a one unlucky guy who lived in the one that got bombed and then he got out somehow and took a train to, I guess, Nagasaki, Nagasaki. was the second one yeah. to help his family oh, and then on. they bombed that one. It's like <laughs> the, the most unluckiest place. No, that probably happened to a lot of people yeah, but like, yeah. Like, like how how you're like i got out i survived and you're like you get over here i mean they would have gone further they had plans to drop like six more bombs if japan wasn't gonna oh yeah we were gonna I mean, it wasn't even like that wasn't it the crazy story about about dropping those bombs is they sent it in a boat the u.s indianapolis and the captain of that the admiral of that boat or the captain he did basically they brought this strange thing on board <laughs> And they sent troops directly from the president of the United States. They sent a letter to this guy. That they said, do not open this letter until you're out at sea. And they informed the entire boat, if anybody tries to open this box, even though you're American soldiers, we'll shoot you on sight. <laughs> that was the bomb that they dropped on Hiroshima. The American Indianapolis brought it all the way near Japan, dropped it off, then it was loaded on a plane. But after the Indianapolis did that, it went back to Philippines. Then it set out, and while it was out, a Japanese torpedo hit it. <laughs> All the U.S. men went in the water. I think 1,800 men went in the water. And because it was a top-secret mission, nobody was keeping track of the boat. <laughs> and those men, I think 900 of them were eaten by sharks or something like that. It's one of the most famous stories, the U.S. Indianapolis. It's a horrible story. You read that? Nicolas Cage made a movie about it. Uh, Josh, <laughs> if you're a Nick Cage fan. But it's insane. There's things in war that happen. It's like, how do you forget about a whole battleship of men? <laughs> like, literally, yeah. a, a random airplane was... These guys went without water, they say, some of them were nine days. I think it took nine days to line. One random guy was flying over to some American party. He's like, I think I see something down there. Can you imagine being in the water for nine days and yeah. fighting off sharks, eating... Ooh. Didn't Japanese fighter pilots shoot out? Yeah, Japanese were <laughs> bastards. The Japanese were ruthless. That's what happened with the president of the United States, President George H. Bush, the first one. When he when he got not when he uh, got shot down, the Japanese sent planes just to shoot him, mm-hmm. and his men came to his aid and fought off the planes. But he swam to a submarine. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting story. A lot of things happen in war. You go through war, all the crazy things that have happened in war. It's beyond belief. Uh, let me tell you something else about Hitler. Okay. He he felt he was an artist. Yes. And he needed to improve. So he applied in Vienna to go to the whatever art school there was. And they rejected him. said his work is not good enough. So he became the Adolf Hitler. Yeah, he re- enrolled in World War One. Because he killed all the Jews. Because he's the most of the art. So if the school <laughs> in Vienna had accepted him, yeah. he, yeah. he might not have become the Adolf Hitler. But the but the origin story that led to World War so Two. World War Two. No, but if you want to go back further, World War Two happened all because of one chauffeur driver that mm-hmm. made the wrong turn. Because the reason World War II started is because of World War I. Adolf Hitler was an angry soldier, 
out of World War I. He felt the Jews and the Bolsheviks had betrayed Germany by signing the Treaty of Versailles in 1918. And but what, so World War I was the whole thing that started it. And the way World War I started is you had, you know, Serbia and all these Bosnia, they didn't get along. The crown prince of Austria-Hungary, there used to be a country called an empire. The longest running empire in modern times was Austrian-Hungarian empire. They sent the crown prince to go visit some troops. He comes on a, there was a guy named, um, not Gallipoli, his name's evading me for a second. But anyway, this guy planned to assassinate him. He's part of this group called the Black Hand. And they wanted to kill, they wanted Austrian-Hungarian empire to no longer control him. So these guys were absolute moronic, inept uh, assassins. This crown prince comes. He gets on a convertible. Never going convertible. So this is JFK. This a, so he's in a. He's in a. Yeah, after JFK, they're, <laughs> they're like, all right, no more. No more. But this guy. So the crown prince is going down the streets. They throw a bomb. It must have been a Leo guy. They throw. A, Leo, my brother's a Leo. They're very unlucky. He threw the bomb. It bounces off the back of the car instead of going inside, and explodes into the crowd. One of them blew up kind of close. So the crown prince escapes. He goes to his headquarters. They said, sir, people are trying to kill you. We need you to stay here in the headquarters. He goes, no, I'm here <laughs> to visit the troops. I'm going to visit the troops. So he said, take me to the hospital to visit the troops. <laughs> his chauffeur driver gets in the car, goes to downtown. There's a split in the road. Left, right. <laughs> left takes you. Left takes you to the hospital. Right was the incorrect way. The chauffeur driver goes right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the assassin who had tried to assassinate the front the crown prince was so depressed and hungry that he was downtown eating a sandwich at a sandwich shop, <laughs> a little cafe. So this is in about two hours after he tried to throw this ball. He's sitting there eating his sandwich. Here come he turns around, the crown prince <laughs> drives right by him. The chauffeur realizes he's making a U-turn. The crown prince says, turn the car around. The chauffeur makes a three-point turn and backs up to where the assassin's eating a sandwich. <laughs> Pulls out a gun, shoots him in the head, <laughs> and that started World War One, which started World War Two. World War One leads to World War Two for sure. World War Two. how does World War Two end? With the beginning of the Cold War. Germany and Eastern Europe's divided up and given to Russia in exchange for Russia helping the Americans. So now you get the, the wall, East and you have communism rise. What led to the Cold War and the nuclear age? The sandwich. <laughs> the wrong, so the chauffeur. So little TD, you know, they call that butterfly effect. Little things lead to the modern world we live in now. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. 
One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So here's what happens after that. This is the problem with international treaties. It becomes a nightmare. See, back then you had this triple entente thing. So England, France, and Russia had this pact against Germany. If any of us is attacked, we automatically all declare war against Germany because everybody was afraid of Germany. Germany was a big power back then. We got Germany in the middle. So what happened is with the Fran- when Franz Ferdinand was killed... Austria-Hungary gets mad at, um, what city was it? Was he in Sarajevo? So he did, so they said, you killed us, we're attacking you. But Serbians were protected by Russia. So Germany, by attacking Serbia, automatically Russia starts mobilizing troops. The second Russia mobilizes troops, they call the French and say, you got to mobilize troops. The second France does, then England had to. And then Germany goes, oh, hell no. If you guys are mobilizing. <laughs> well, Austria asked Germany, I thought, to. Well, you, that Germany comes in later. Like, Germany basically at the last hour decided to defend Austria. But, the, but Germans were so organized. This is the thing about Germans. This is what got them in trouble in the trials after World War II. They had documented, okay, we killed this many Jews. They had it all written out in, you know, we... Tortured these many people, but in Hitler's war. Hitler's to-do list killed. No, no, it wasn't so, him. It was Germany. It was very precise record documentation. Yeah, but in, so in World War One, they had this exact protocol already in place. Down to the, how many train cars had to go on the train tracks. I think it was, it wasn't von Clausewitz or one of those guys. This German general, 15 years before, had said, there's going to be a war with Russia. Here's how to fight it. And once they started it, you could, it was just, then they invaded through neutral Belgium. Was it Belgium, I think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by invading neutral Belgium, then England had to come in. Then you just had the whole world at war. And at that time, you had it in Africa. Germany had co- Germany had powers, you know, in Central so Africa. Is, yeah. Was it in Congo? Um, no, I think the southwest of Africa. Yeah. I thought they fought in Congo because Congo is Belgian. Yeah, Belgium, but they all fought Namib- down in World Namib- Namibia. Namibia, yeah. I don't think Namibia is a country anymore, is it? Yeah, it, is. it still is. But I thought it was called something else back then. Zaire, are you thinking? Anyway, be, make no, ver- be very careful. Yeah, Zaire is no When you're driving on the yeah. road to no, make, make the wrong turn. turn. My story was so fascinating that Uncle <laughs> David was falling asleep during. Oh, I thought you'd fall asleep during the story. <laughs> Don't disturb his fleet. Don't disturb. Princip, yeah, Princip was it was a young guy. Yeah, I think the world the world's not like that anymore. You don't have yeah, the same kind of allegiances. I didn't know there were sandwich shops already in those days. Ever heard of NATO? Coffee. NATO is the same. That's oh. the key to this story. Yeah, but the thing about NATO, NATO's not as... What? You got to remember back then, the Russian leader was related... To German. Well, the Germans were cousins, were the crown of England. They changed their name. 
No, but wasn't the German of Europe? I think World War One. The German, they were all cousins. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think at the time because they wrote a letter to each other, dear whatever, <laughs> their cousin. But to this day, the English well, crown is yes, German. Yeah. yeah. Mostly also to have. A little bit of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved to go back. World War One is really the instigator of the modern world. That's where war defines. It has repercussions beyond just migration. It has like cold The English ships. are the first to have done concentration camps with concertina wire. And, uh, they, no, that was concentration camps probably That's back how they the got Roman South time. Africa to heel and toe, by putting all the women and children in concentration camps. And these were Christian Dutch. Here's the story of the world. People are cruel to each other, and they've always been that way, and it's not whites or blacks. <laughs> uh, the Native Americans, the Sioux Indians that we considered so noble, you know, that were killed at the Battle of Wounded Knee, they slaughtered all their Crow Indian neighbors. That's why the Crows fought for the Americans, because they hated the Sioux. Everybody's been slaughtering everybody the forever. The perfected that. It's called divide and so conquer. American. Grow your family strong. Thank you. America, believe it or not, America's the nicest empire in history. I know people love to say all the things America's doing bad. And get, don't get me wrong. America does a lot of stuff wrong. But if you count up all the empires that have been, America, Rome, <laughs> this was not a nice people. Rome, you had the Roman Empire. You had English Empire. England was maybe a little nicer, but... The Spanish? Spanish. The <laughs> Inquisition. Genghis Khan. You know what Genghis Khan liked to do? He would take all, when he conquered a, a city, he'd take all the men, and he would build his tent on top of them. Mm -hmm. And then he would eat with all his army eating while the men slowly suffocated behind, below him. That was how you could hear them screaming because they would set their, basically like a tent, and put a couple hundred guys tied up down there and just sit on them. And then they would just eat and have their feast while these people slowly suffocated down. <laughs> That's Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan was, but here's the crazy thing. And this is the real ethical question. If you could go back in history and kill Genghis Khan when he's a small boy, do you do it? Because he was more ruthless than Adolf Hitler by far. But if you do kill him, he's the grandfather, great-grandfather of one out of seven Asian people and 1% of the world. So the second you kill him, 1% of the world disappears off the planet. No, because he killed... Probably millions of people are led to their deaths, so yeah, those people would have offspring. No, no, but I'm saying, a little bit yes, of Hollywood, but too. the exact people that he is the grandchild of would be dead. True. And the thing about... It, it's, it's only 1%, right? No. That's <laughs> <No, it's laughs> one out of seven. Adam might yes. not be here. One out of seven Asians. Obviously, though, changes would happen. You can't control change. It's... It, it's it's more than a computer. You know, we're all human beings. We're all going to change. If you kill somebody or another, it won't stop the sequence of events that are taking place. Everything is aimed by strategy, and that's Humans what are mean. Humans like right are mean. Now, right now, in history, right now, Trump that's agrees to a $105 billion dollar deal. 
He doesn't want to disturb Saudi Arabia. You know, so we have $150 billion worth of ordinance under contract. Yeah, but here's the thing. I agree that America... Here's the problem with Donald Trump. Both sides. Let's say... No, no sides. I'm saying... No, but I'm saying people are mad at Donald Trump. They're mad at Donald Trump because he's not... Putting no, sanctions war. on Saudi Arabia, okay? Not sanctions. Forget sanctions. Yeah. They don't even work. But whatever. <laughs> Ameri- Democrats are mad that he's letting this Khashoggi, or I don't know how to pronounce his name, reporter, be killed, and is probably killed we, by the crown prince. He the problem is, happened. It happened. But what the, country in America, in the world, doesn't have ruthless stuff going no, on? No, but England and the USA uh, applaud the contractual record. What would you do? What would you do? I would not be involved with war. See, war. Well, we're is not the going. Problem. Trump's not going to. War. Yeah, hundred five billion dollar deal. That's what he did. That's not. And war. that's why he doesn't want to disturb anybody. Oh, you mean selling arms? And the royalty in England are so proud of the number of ordnance they sell. This is what's being sold in the Yeah, world. but if America didn't sell in the war, military ordnance, Russia will send it to uh, the relative Or China. Relative well, changes doesn't matter. Like uh, the amount of killings. It does, like because... Exactly uh, yeah, to China. you, but not to me. Uh, as would step in because all their weapons are based on American. They're, they're fighting. Yeah, but they're everything. going for the best stuff right now. Russia has better stuff than we do for missile defense, and they're making contracts there. It is much bigger than America even right now. Well, besides that, what Trump claims to be such a big amount is only a fraction of it. But Just Obama remember, was all doing... politicians have been bad since now, the beginning of time. But look, at now we have drone forts Name in Africa. One good drone forts. And Who was a good politician? Pakistan. Who was a good one? Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln was not anti-slave until several years in the war. In fact, the whole platform he ran on was, you can keep your slaves... You just can't have new one, new states with slaves. So he was an anti-slave. George Washington, the founder of America, who everybody loves as the greatest person, his slave finally—he he had a slave, a woman, a chef for 20, 30 years. She finally got to the north, and he had a, he hired bounty hunters to go get— even though he was basically the richest man in the world, he wanted her back. Just—he could have gotten a paid chef. He wanted that woman back. So I'm just saying— Whenever people are like, oh, politicians are ruthless. No, she was like a 70-year-old woman. <laughs> she made that rhubarb pie that was just fantastic. <laughs> no, that's not why. Humans are, you know, I read a fascinating book. I forget the guy's name. It's a Pulitzer. He won a couple Pulitzer Prize. He says there's two parts of evolution of humans, your selfishness and your altruism, and they're both needed. And everything we call evil is basically the selfish part of man. And everything we call good is the altruistic. But humans that were too altruistic were wiped off the genetic gene pool. There's nobody that's that altruistic or they don't exist. There's anomalies, a few. And there's no one that's hypersensitive. So the problem when you talk about politics, it's always painting a picture that Donald Trump is super selfish only and no altruism or you know Obama or whatever, or Putin. There's always two sides to the story, and people are complicated, and politics is hard because when you're politics, politics is basically a government is a man or a woman controlling a whole bunch of half-selfish, half-altruistic people. 
So make no mistakes, Americans are kind of altruistic and Democrats are kind of altruistic, but you know who has the most cell phones and iPhones that I know? Democrats. They don't care that Chinese kids go blind making them. If they can get an iPhone for nine, every hipster I know in San Francisco, oh, I'm so hipster, while they hold the phone, as they type their comment on the largest corporation's most profitable iPhone ever. So people, there's, all people are hypocrites. You find anybody that start. That's why I don't like politics. When all the people start nailing Donald Trump, it's like, what about your own life? What's the philosopher, the German one, not Schopenhauer, but he said, let every man sweep his own front porch and the whole world will be clean. That's a much better thing. Everybody who has a lot of time to talk about politics ain't sweeping their own front porch. They're not. And Donald Trump or Obama, remember Obama was the Antichrist, people said? That was a big thing. Well, Obama was was managing the drone kills in the in Pakistan for his. You know what changes the world? Demographics and economics. Drone kills. Warren Buffett for president. (laughs) Yeah, all we need is mushrooms. Then all problems will go away. Everyone will be so high. There'll be no. There'll also be no food grown. Shelter. Except except mushrooms. Yeah, (laughs) thousands. What farm do you approve, Ben? Only war yes. is popular because it provides a supply trade, you know, huge trade. So war is popular, peace isn't. Uh, that is nobody true. wants peace. Take a little break. Sorry, sign others. And you need. I. Can I sign off? I was signing off. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Ah, Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow-through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.